Welcome to Pivot with Greta Scholes, a conversation with business executives on changes in their business and what they've done when those things happen. Well, welcome. I'm welcoming Jay Berkowitz today of 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing and tons of other stuff, and we'll talk about that. Um, it, one of the things I, I think is so interesting about Jay, he's been in the business for so, so many years, and when most of us, at least back then, back in you know the early 2000s when Jay was way ahead of us and started this business, when you think about internet marketing, at least me, what I did, when I thought about internet marketing, I was like, okay, so you must, you know, you must do websites. You might, must make up websites. And of course, that's not what it was, and everybody kind of knows that now, but Jay was way ahead of the game. So over the years, Jay has been a leader in this internet marketing business, and I want to talk a little bit about your journey, how you got here, and then talk a little bit about what people should be doing, because I think most of us are still pretty naive when it comes to that, Jay. Welcome. Well, thanks, Greta. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you asked to talk a little bit about the start and when, when I got uh, into yeah. internet marketing. And I guess I, I first really saw the light bulb go off. I was working at Coca-Cola, and I was the director of marketing. And we were only allowed to put the Coca-Cola jingle on our website. You know, the old do-do-do-do-do with the bouncing ball. And Pepsi had this really cool website, and they had interactive games, and they had, um, you know, fun things for kids to do. And I knew right then and there that the Internet was going to change marketing. Like, it, I just, you know, you sensed, it was very early, but you sensed that people were going to have these things in their homes. I don't think we knew we'd have them, right, you know, right at our fingertips on our cell phones. But, you know, it was definitely going to change the way we did marketing. So I had to learn all about it. So I got as deeply immersed. We formed this group called um, AIMS or something, the Association for Internet Marketing and Sales. And, you know, there was like 25 people at the first meeting. And um, we just started educating ourselves and learning as much as we could about what the Internet was going to be as it pertains to business and marketing. So, uh, I, you know, I just jumped in with, with both feet. And uh, my next job, I, I was responsible for the Internet and our marketing and our call center. And I uh, just started, uh, I, I just made that career choice. Wow. It's amazing to me that, I mean, you know, again, it, maybe it's because I'm naive. I'm just kind of speaking to, you know, a lot of the listeners that we have are, are you know, entrepreneurs and, and small to medium-sized businesses. And when you say, you know, maybe you were just naive, it, it, that is so far ahead, I think, of what most of us knew back then. Um, so I, I think that's what is so interesting to me. And talking to you and listening to you, obviously, you're a keynote and you've written books, the whole thing. When I listen to you and and hear you as a keynote, the things that you talk about are so advanced, I think, for most of us. So, Jay, talk about some of the things that for you, um, if, if you were to give instruction to you know a law firm, I know you work with a lot of law firms and help them. If you were to talk to a law firm, if you were to talk to a small to medium-sized businesses, what are the things today they absolutely like you have to be doing? And what are some of the things that they should be dipping their toe in the water of starting to do? Well, you know, like in my, in my business, we, we moved from doing internet marketing for everybody to specializing. And yes. um, there's, you know, a lot of different reasons why we made that move. But, you know, everyone says there's riches in the niches. And I couldn't have appreciated how valuable uh, the move has been uh, until 
what I learned after the fact. And then the one thing I learned is that, you know, all day, every day, we, we focus on the same industry. We focus on the same uh, questions, answers, and solutions. So that's been extremely valuable for us. Um, so we do focus on working with law firms. But, what, you know, what I'll, I'll say is appropriate for, you know, really any company, any B2B company, any professional services company. And, um, you know, it starts with your website. You've got to have a, you know, uh, I call it your home base. Your website, you know, has to immediately answer the question who you are and what you do. And then um, it ha also has to be uh, positioned in such a way that it's going to generate business. And for most of our law firms, that means you want the phone number extremely prominent. It should be in the top right-hand corner. Or on the mobile site, it should, you know, even as you scroll, it should stay there permanently as a fixed header so that people can click to call at any time. Um, but, you know, for you and for me um, as professional consultants, maybe we have some kind of download, like people um, come to 10 Golden Rules and surprise, they want to they want to know what are the 10 Golden Rules. Um, and when I say surprise because, you know, our, our when we redid our website five or six years ago and we looked at the statistics, everybody was going to the 10 Golden Rules page. And... 10 Golden Rules existed as a book. I think it's it's behind me here uh, on my bookshelf. But, you know, we just created a little PDF download that people could get a simple snapshot. Um, and, you know, it just makes sense. Like you come to 10 Golden Rules for whatever reason you want. You want to know what are, what are the 10 Golden Rules of yeah. online marketing. Um, so having something like that to start interacting with people. As a matter of fact, it's one of the 10 Golden Rules. Golden Rule number three, create a UVP, a unique value proposition. Um, and a unique value proposition is something on your website that's going to get people to interact um, at a higher rate than if you didn't have that. Because, um, you know, websites, I always say websites fail at 98 to 99%. And if you think about that, like so we, we always say success is people calling you or filling out your form or downloading your free uh, checklist or listening to your podcast. Well, Typically, 1% to 2% is a good success rate for a website. So, obviously, the reverse of that, 98% of websites fail or 98% of websites visits fail to convert a marketing opportunity. So, if you can create the free download or the free, um, you know, hey, listen to my podcast um, and, and take that to from 1% to 2% up to 5 to 6 to 7%, um, now you've got your website um, interacting with people, engaging with people. Um, that unique value proposition, cre creating a higher percentage uh, of success of connecting with people. And in the old days, you had to get an email, right? Because if you had that download on your website, you had to capture their email address, or there was a high likelihood you were losing them forever. And at least we, we perceived that because we didn't know how many times people came back to the website. And we didn't have the ability to do what we do today, which is called remarketing. So people come to your website, they don't do what you want them to do, take an action, call you, fill out a form. Then you can show them banner ads, say, oh, hey, did you know this month we've got a webinar coming up or, you know, download um, this free content or, you know, contact us for 10% off uh, if you're selling uh, whatever kind of widgets, clothing, whatever. So notes, by the way, why, why you're, why you're, so <laughs> <laughs> your website's going to look different. Um, yeah, right. So, you know, so that's really your home base, getting your website right. And, um, you know, a big part of that is search engine optimization, you know, SEO, um, getting um, the content on your website 
so that your website uh, is going to draw free visitors from Google, and also the structure of your website. Um, we call it the ABCs of SEO, the architecture, the backlinks, and the content. That's the basics of how you can get um, your website search engine optimized. There's like 600 factors in Google's algorithm that, that they weigh in terms of ranking websites, but I simplify it to, down to the ABCs. Matter of fact, it's my most popular um, webinar. If you uh, go to 10goldenrules.com and click over to our um, YouTube page, there's a link at the bottom of 10 Golden Rules. Um, all, we have uh, all of these content webinars, and the most popular one, I think that's over 15,000 views, is the ABCs of SEO. You know, people want the basics of search engine yeah. optimization. So A is the architecture of your website. It has to be fast and easy for the spiders to read. B is the backlinks. Uh, you need other sites linking to your website. And a lot of people confuse this. This is not something you do on your website. This is like, you know, if, if you were kind enough after this webinar to say we had a guest, Jay Berkowitz from www.10goldenrules.com, and that was a blue underlined activated link that someone could click and come back to my website. That's a backlink. It comes from your website to my website. And that's like a vote for my website in the eyes of Google. And then C is the content. You've got to have um, the words, the articles, the, the, the phrases that people are searching on your website. And, and, you know, it's common sense, but often uh, overlooked by folks. You know, it's like if, um, you know, I'll, I'll use uh, you as an example. Like if you're a, a business coach and a um, strategic uh, coach and a sales trainer and a sales team trainer and a sales hiring trainer, like each of those unique phrases, you really have to write a blog post about them. Um, and then the modern evolution of that is, is we, we really say answering questions. Yeah. You know, you've mentioned that before, and I think that's really, really key when you say answering questions. One of the things you told me a long time ago, actually, you were doing a talk and I heard it and I took note of it and I never forgot about it. You said the, the questions that you get from people, um, that should be part of your FAQs. And then you can use that for different, um, you know, what do people most commonly ask you and use that, whether it's a blog or something on your website, because that's what people are asking. I thought that was really brilliant. Talk about how to do that a little bit. Should it be a list of FAQs? Should it be how, how is the best way to for people to utilize? Because we all walk away from from clients and prospects and they ask somewhat of the same questions and we don't really think about that. So how do we get the best use out of that? Yeah, the FAQs is certainly the starting point And that, you know, we, we I think most websites had that five, 10, 10 years ago. Yes. You know, but really, you know, essentially when you pull this thing out, when, when you a lot of times use your cell phone, you can ask a question, but, but literally we ask a question. So we click on Siri and we're like, you know, Hey, wh where's the best, um, you know, vegetarian restaurant in town? Cause you know, uh, your, your cousin's vegetarian or, you know, where, where can I get my um, shoes fixed? Or, um, you know, who's the best, um, business consultant and sales trainer. Um, and so literally we ask the question of Siri. And so if you think about it, search, you know, was always called queries, but it's literally questions. So we're literally asking questions and Google's trying to give the best answer to those questions. And they even have a section now of most searches called people also ask. So literally they have the best answer to the question 
and the website that has the best answer to the question in Google's eyes shows up right on the first page of Google. And below it are five or six, seven other questions that people also ask. We were calling it PAA now. People also ask. So we're always in, in my side of the industry, reverse engineering. Yeah. Yeah. For the Google algorithm. We're trying to figure out, you know, what is it that Google uh, is, is looking for? So if we create that on our website, if we answer that, that, that on our website. So literally people are asking questions. Google's showing us right on the first page. They're the best answer to a question is going right on the first page of Google in the first SEO free SEO listing. So if you literally take the questions you get asked most frequently and you said, you know, where, do, where, where, do, how do you collect those? We literally say, you know, put a, ch- a, 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 a clipboard beside your receptionist desk. You know, give it to your sales team, give it to your intake team, give it to your customer service team. Collect those questions over the period of a month, and then each month answer those questions. And a lot of times we like to do that on video. So we'll literally you know, keep these questions, and we'll also gather SEO keyword phrases that we're ranking for, but maybe we're not on the first page. So we might be ranking for a phrase like, who's the best sales consultant in in, in um you know, Florida. And we'll, you know, Greta's site is not on the first page for for that result of Google. But if you click to the second page, if you click next and go to the second 10 results, Greta's on the second page. So how can we goose that? How can we get from the second page to the first page? So literally, we create a, a, a question and answer. We answer that question. Greta answers that question on video. We put that video on YouTube. Google owns YouTube. It's a Google property. So obviously, they're going to gather uh, they they use all their properties together. So if you put a video in search engine optimize that video on YouTube, then you're search engine opti- optimizing a Google property. Then you take that video, put it on your blog post. You know, it's a very simple way to search engine optimize for that search query because you literally put the title of your your, your blog and your video as the question. You know, yeah. How do I select the best sales trainer? So it's, it's simple, Jay, but it's not easy. You know, as they say, like, as you say it, it sounds very, like, that makes perfect logical sense. But it's not easy. So how often is Google, like, you're talking about the algorithm, algorithms and, you know, reverse engineering them. Is that really how people are, you know, working with somebody like you? You already have a lot of the, you know, a lot of the inside information because that's what you do all day long, every day type of thing. Is there another way for people to find that out? Or, I mean, how do we really know what Google is searching for? Well, but first, let me answer your, your, your thing. Like, it can be easy. And, oh. you know, we like, so we try and make it super easy for our clients. And, you know, from uh, we're now in our 19th year. We just had our 19th anniversary. I guess we're in our 20th year. And, you know, for the first 10 years, there was a belief in, in the community and in particular one of my employees that we, we should never write content for a company. That was, uh, she used to call it astroturfing, like the fake grass in football stadiums, astroturf that, you know, the clients had to write their own blogs and they had to write their own answers to questions. But, you know, we really, you know, everybody in the industry now writes for their clients. So... You know, for a long time, the clients said they would write articles and copy, and we got very little of that. But we came up with a solution to make it easy. And and like I was saying before, if you just answer questions on video, it's really easy for 
most clients to do because they're literally answering the questions they answer all day, every day uh, from, you know, in a sales process or in a customer service process. So you, you know what your business does and you know what your business does well. So we take those 12 questions, we line up a video shoot and our client just has to be there for an hour, hour and a half and literally for two minutes, just answer the questions on video. And then we take over from there. So it is, it is easy because they don't have to do anything else. Like we put the videos on YouTube. We put the videos on the blog. We, we take those same videos, reformat them for Facebook and, and even TikTok now and Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, of course. And we put them also, uh, we put it out as a newsletter each month. But how can you make that easy if you, you know, if you're just starting out and you're not hiring an agency, there's a million, um, we, we call them twin turns, Twitter interns. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you know, we, we always say like the young people understand this stuff. Well, they really do. I mean, the kids today, you know, we, I, we were talking about when I started my business 20 years ago, you know, literally there's 20, 20 years old who literally grew up with this stuff, right? They, they don't know a world that doesn't exist where you couldn't Google everything. Yeah. They, you know, they don't know a world that doesn't exist where there wasn't videos and, you know, TikToks and Facebooks and stuff like that. So um, what what you do is you, you, you can literally answer these questions on your cell phone. You know, collect 10 or 12 questions over the period of a month. Answer these questions on cell phone and just give them to the twin turn, the Twitter intern. And ask that person to, you know, format it, put it on a blog post, write up a little description of it put it on your Facebook, your Twitter, and you're done. You know, you literally, all you have to do is answer, you know, one question a week. I, I'd say sit down and do four or five and you're, you're done for a month and give it to the intern or your marketing department if you're a bigger company. Right. So yeah, I love that, especially for, you know, smaller companies, entrepreneurs, individuals that don't have time or, or, or the, the expertise to do that. I mean, they're working in their business. They can't work on it as much. So I get that. In a situation like yours, uh, you've talked first about, um, you know, the, what do you say? The money's in the niches. No, you said it way better. The riches in the niches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. So one of the things Jay, that you figured out is you have a few niches that you work in and you've become, and I get that I've done that in my own career, but I think for you, you've done a really good job of figuring out a couple of industries that not only you have helped a lot, but really you've become the kind of go-to person in a few of those industries. Talk about that and talk about why those are, in other words, why should they work? And I don't want to make this salesy, right? Like, why should somebody work with you? That's not what I'm trying to achieve. But, but why is it helpful for them to work with somebody like you, like a law firm, for example? Because why can't they use, you know, the kids to do that? I mean, I suppose they can. But what are some of the advantages of that? Because you have such a background in law and some of these other niches. Well, I mean, obviously, we, we learn a lot with experience. And um, we, our firm has been developing a, a proprietary methodology of a way of doing things, you know, so basically just stuff that works, you know, for 20 years. And um, we were, I, I was lucky, I read a great book called E-Myth early in my career, which talks about developing systems for your business. So when you hire the next person, you've got a training manual. So literally, you know, we've documented I don't know, probably over a hundred processes that when we do something, we do it the best way we, we know how that, you know, if something we tried something and it didn't work very well, we discarded it and we rewrote the process. And so, um, 
you know, first and foremost, if you can find someone, you know, ask them if they have systems, ask them if they have processes, uh, you know, because if, if it's just kind of random, like if I just hire a new person and, you know, for search engine optimization and say, okay, just go do SEO. You know, it's not like you're, it, it, even if you're hiring a company, you're not hiring 20 years of expertise where we've written everything down and documented it. And, and by the same token, I recommend that for every company because it's been a godsend. Like when we've, we now have systems and we have teams and we have people that execute the same system every time. And it used to be, you know, it used to be really frustrating to be honest, because I knew the best way, or at least I'd studied the best ways to do it. I talk about it from a stage, as you mentioned, and then my staff wouldn't necessarily execute um, the same way every time because we didn't have it written down. We didn't have the systems and training and process. We do now, thank goodness. And I, and I think that's a really, really good point. I can relate that to, to me, right? I mean, I have a, a sales training process and anybody that's ever worked for me, I said, you know, you need to follow this process or we're going to look silly to our clients when, you know, they hire us and all of a sudden we're saying there's a process and a system and we do something different. But, but the other thing is, and I think one of the things you're saying is you have a system and a process, but it's not rigid enough where it doesn't have some maneuverability. And that's what makes, you know, being custom, working in a niche, working with law firms, working with other businesses that you work with, there are things that you know work with them and things that maybe don't, but it's not rigid. It's got some movement to it within kind of an agenda of things. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have, you know, there might be um, 20 steps to set up a new Google Maps. And, um, and, and there's you know, a little creativity in there, like the, the SEO individual, the search engine optimization team member is going to have to write up a description for the company. Yeah. And yeah. there's some example descriptions in there, but you know, if they, if they basically knock off 19 of the 20 steps, we're in good shape and, yeah. and their manager is going to check that off. You know, they're going to just quickly look at, at that maps, new maps listing on Google. And they're just going to eyeball for, you know, they're not going to actually, we're not rigid enough. They go through the 20 and make sure they did all 20. But what it gives you is it gives you a foundation. If, if something obvious was missing, um, I don't know, like the hours was missing, the, the supervisor would, would then go back to the 20 steps and retrain and teach that individual you're missing that step. Yeah. See, to me, that's what's really important. I think that's what people don't fully understand I think uh, internet marketing is such a it's such a big catchphrase, and I think, like you're saying, that's what I really wanted to capture today. I wanted to talk about why would somebody do that? Why don't you just hire you know one of these twenty year olds? Why don't you hire you know somebody from India who does you know not not that anything's wrong with either of those, but but why you know an agency like yours that is so successful and has a couple of niches that have really really helped them grow their business? What is it? And I think some of those keys that you're talking about make perfect sense to me being in business as long as I have as well. When you have processes in place and you have, you know, checks and balances, which, which you do, that's what you're talking about. That's what makes sense. If you're a small, you know, you're a, you know, one, one person entrepreneur and you can't afford an agency, you're giving them some great tips. And I appreciate that you're doing that. But at the end of the day, if you're a larger company, a, a, a niche company, a firm, 
they need to be having somebody who has processes in place and checks and balances to make sure that they're rising to the top. That I really, that's what I really wanted to talk about today because there's an awful lot of people that don't understand. Well, there's everybody that does that. Why would I have to hire an agency? There's a reason for that. And, you know, and in my world, you know, in, in, in hiring and training good people that can sell, well, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are good in sales. Just let them work with them. And through, you know, osmosis, they'll learn it. Right. And so those things aren't true. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. So that's super interesting. Look, I, there is absolutely a place for the, the firm in India that can do a website for $1,200. Matter of fact, I have a friend who I met through uh, the worldwide networking organization, BNI in India who does websites for, you know, he'll do an, a, a very small website for $800. He'll do a, you know, a really nice job for $2,000 and they're full fledged WordPress websites. And I've actually used him for a friend of mine. I, I, I met through the networking group who's just breaking out on her own to set up a bookkeeping company. You know, the, 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 there's a place for that. But the, I guess the, the, the counter argument is if, you know, if you're a law firm, you've got five, 10 lawyers or an accounting um, operation and, and, and five or 10 people rely on, on this website to bring in some leads and look extremely professional. Um, there, there's a difference between the, that basic brochure website and the next level website. Well, what's the difference? Well, you know, we're going to build a website with 10, 12 pages that are already search engine optimized. We're going to put uh, the, the website in a secure manner that it's not going to get hacked. Um, we're going to do monthly maintenance. I mean, the, there's hackers out there who are constantly trying to get in to your back end to put links to their website, you know, their casino website in Estonia, nothing against Estonia. Um, and so there's a, uh, there's the, the, the website's going to work um, even better on a mobile phone than it does on a desktop. Some of the, basic things I, we talked about right off the top. You know, that phone number is going to be right at the top of the page. The phone number is going to be the top right-hand portion. You know, we've literally done probably a 100 website analyses where we've put tracking software on a website. We've looked at where people's moved their mouse and where they clicked. So, like, our, our team has a collective knowledge of literally a 100 in-market studies on websites that we've We've, we've made improvements to the websites to improve the, the percentage clicks, the percentage calls. So that kind of knowledge, you know, just doesn't come from the two kids who, you know, were right out of college and they know how to, you know, they know, they know a fair amount about Facebook, but they, they can't, you know, they can build a website. Sure. You can build a website with free website builders, but there's going to be when, when you're a professional company and you're looking to perform at that next level, we, we, we even have a checklist that we've built over the years. There's probably about a hundred things that we check off when we put, go from the old website to the new website. Wow. And if you forget one or two of those things, you can, you can, you're going to disappear from Google and you're not going to know why, but there's things that you need to transfer when you go from the old website to the new website. Most web developers do that, but you know, one or two or three out of 10 don't. And then we get the call. Oh my God, we put up our new website. We used to come up for every phrase. Now we're coming up for nothing. What happened? Right. Forgot your 301 redirects. Oh, what are those? <laughs> and what I think is funny is you said one, two, or three out of 10 forget those. I bet it's a lot more. That was being very nice. Yeah. Um, 
So, it, it, right. It, I mean, Jay, to, to wrap up, Jay, on the on the overall, right? Instead of giving all ten golden rules, give me the top couple of them, and then um, you know, again, I will put at the end of this video as well of this uh, podcast as well. This video, you're talking so much about videos. I'm thinking of video. I'll put at the end of this podcast, um, you know, your your website so people can go to it. But give us a couple of those ten golden rules, and again where they can go to get the rest of them to download it. Cause you're right. That's what people want. Yeah. You mentioned it. I'm like, I'm going to go on that and get that. I, I mean, I've known you for years and I, I like, I, I don't know what those are. I'm going to go download that. <laughs> so, By the way, there is an updated version and it's coming out at the end of the year. Um, my new book is called advanced internet marketing for law firms, but you know, certainly all the training is relevant for, you know, accounting firms and professional services firms professional like yourself. But, but the, you know, look, the, the 10 golden rules, are what, what I guess I, I'm, I'm happy about or proud of, I wrote these 20 years ago now in 2002, 2003. And, um, you know, I, I tried to write the 10 strategies, not, not the 10 tactics, because my tactic would have been, you know, like have a clickable button in an AOL ad, because that's what we were doing back in 2002. I mean, when, when we started, Google was in beta. Mark Zuckerberg was in high school, right? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was way, you know, we, we used to run banner ads on AOL, Yahoo, and MSN. Remember, you know, back in those days, and, and for the for the 20-year-olds that were hiring, they don't know these stories, but Greta, you remember, the internet used to start by logging into AOL or Yahoo or MSN, and you, you'd log, you'd go to the homepage, so you'd see that one banner ad on the homepage, and then you'd click in, on email, and you'd log in and get your email on your AOL, and yep. then... You know, then you could go through, you'd read AOL News, and then you'd read AOL Sports or AOL Finance, like whatever. You know, that was your internet experience back in the day. That's right. So, you know, the, the 10 golden rules were written as strategies that would stand the test of time. And if, you know, if I give you one simple thought, golden rule number one is there are no rules. But w what that meant was when we moved from TV and radio and billboard, where I grew up in marketing, there were rules and, and or, or, or best practices or policies that we used because we didn't have the precise definition you get from the internet. So like if you did a billboard, we would say like, you know, we got to have five words or, or less because people are driving and they can only read those five words really quickly. If you, yeah. you did a TV commercial, we wanted 350 GRPs. It was some magical number that was supposedly meant, you know, we reached, you know, seven, 35% of our audience five times, and it was 35 times five equals, you know, 350 GRPs or whatever. Again, these were best practices. That we, we, we hoped they worked and, and advertising did work. You know, like when we, I, I, I saw it work over and over and over again, when we launched a new product for Coca-Cola, when we ran uh, TV commercials for the new happy meal for McDonald's, it worked like crazy, but we didn't know what worked. And the, so the difference there are no rules means that in internet marketing, there are, we, we apply testing and measurement and precision to what we do. So you can do AB testing. You can, you know, we, we run three or four different ads tied to every keyword phrase in every single Google campaign. It's a lot of work. You know, that's six or 700 variations in most campaigns, but you get precise information, which keywords got clicks, which ads got clicks, which keywords and ads combinations got conversions, meaning people came to your website, they called, they filled out a form, or they did a chat. And we know this precisely within like a week. 
you've got 600 data points, you know which ones worked. Now you throw out the 200 worst, and you write 200 new ones that match the 200 best ones, and you're in a co this constant testing, measurement, and iteration process. So essentially the core of internet marketing is that you get this data, you act on the data, you improve, and you're, you know, you're in constant, constant betterment. <laughs> My God. Yeah, and, and, that's what, and that's what people pay for, and that's what I think most people don't understand. They think it's simple, you can hire some kid to do it, and this is the stuff that I think is important that I wanted you to talk about today. So, Okay, so if people want those 10 golden rules, they can go to 10, T-E-N, not the number 10, right? 10-T-E-N-GoldenRules.com, yeah. and they'll see it there, and they can download it. Fair? Absolutely, and I'm Jay Berkowitz on, on all the social media. I yeah. always beat um, Dr. Jay Berkowitz and Professor Jay Berkowitz when a new social media comes out. So, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're not a doctor? A doctor of marketing? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, no, I feel bad, though, because I'm sure those guys are much more important members of society, but I've got the Twitter handle, Jay Berkowitz. That's so funny. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, my name also, there's some dentist in the Midwest somewhere named Greta Scholz. And, you know, I mean, I always come up ahead of her, but I see her once in a while. I'm like, that poor thing, if she's trying to market her dental practice, she's going to yeah. get me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Jay, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. I know people are going to love this. It's so, so important. And uh, I hope they go in and download the 10 gold rules from you. And again, you'll have the updated ones, which is fantastic coming up uh, first of the year at the end of the year. So I appreciate it and hang in there a couple of minutes with me. Thanks. Thanks. Chris.